0: Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week is with Ty Verdes. And I know I say this a lot, but I am so excited about this episode. I didn't know him at all. I saw that he had a new song come out, Stuck in the Middle. It's the only song he has out on Spotify. And I was like, yo, this is very good. I send him a DM, ask if he wants to do the pod. He said yes, and you're about to hear the story. What he has done before his artist project as Tyverdis, is unreal. It's so good. And I I figured that there had to be a story behind just an artist that pops up that has a remarkable song out of nowhere. But I wasn't ready for how good it was, how genuine and honest and authentic his story was, just like his work ethic and the advice that he gives, like the story. He gets completely into every bit of how that song came together and how it blew up. So it's massively inspirational for any artist, anyone that's trying to like get their break but just the person he is the work ethic that he has the story that came before it is so crazy and for that reason it was absolutely one of my favorite episodes i didn't know him at all and it just it was this amazing flow of an episode with so much wisdom so much inspiration which if you know me that's the That's the whole reason I do this podcast is I I really hope that by listening to this, you get inspiration for whatever your project is. I really hope to inspire people to keep going and to unlock those missing pieces. So an episode like this that tells that so well is everything I've ever wanted to put out. If you like it, the biggest favor that you can do for me is sharing it with a friend, sharing it with anyone, that, anyone else that would be inspired by it. The entire way this podcast has grown has been word of mouth, and it means the world to me. That's every bit of why I do this. So if you like this one, share it with a friend. Let's get into it. Where are all my friends? Another episode. This one's really cool to me because we didn't know each other at all. Like, this was full on, just a DM sent. I saw your song come out and I was like, this is awesome. I DM'd you and you were down. So, this is kind of sometimes my favorite episodes to do, having no backstory or anything, because I feel like the conversation can just be so genuine and like learn so much. So, dude. Thank you so much for literally being down off of a DM.
1: Yeah, man. Like <laughs> the way that you're talking about it makes, makes it feel like super like heartfelt th- that I accepted. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I used to have a podcast and I would try to get people on it and just hearing people not hearing. Well, I guess not hearing them respond. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> yeah, That shit Sucks. <laughs> So I was like anytime anyone wants to give me a podcast for as long as I can if I have time I'll be able to like reach out and do it. I don't care. I'll I'll fucking Dude, help.
0: No way. That's so I had no idea that you had a podcast, but yes, that's exactly it. And I every now and then you just kind of throw that Hail Mary of like yo this artist is sick and like can't hurt to shoot a DM. So I was like honestly surprised when you said yes in the best way. But that says so much that you know the feeling. That's crazy. You had a podcast?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I had a podcast. I was on MTV for a while, and then uh, on that MTV show, I I, t- I wasn't like a drama character, but I did like making fun of people and like talking and like chopping and up like that stuff. So when I what the, my main thing afterwards, I was like, okay, what I really want to do afterwards is do a podcast with these people. I feel like because podcasts were coming up for a while, like they're the the most popular than they ever have been. So totally. And and I just like talking in general. So <laughs> um, it's so fun. Yeah, exactly. Just talking to people, getting to know them. It's, it's crazy. It's weird that I'm in the spotlight in this one because I'm usually interviewing other people. So that's why uh, I was like, oh, let's, let me switch the seats right now and see what happens.
0: Dude, I'm extra honored on that. And like, oh, my God, you just said I didn't even know that you were on MTV. Like on my side, legit, I saw your song come out. I saw Stuck in the Middle come out. And I was like, this is awesome. And that was like it. And I just like found your Instagram and I was like, yo, this is amazing. So and I intentionally didn't do too much research because I wanted to just be like, yo, like, where did you come from? How are you this good? So I am so excited now because I had no idea Um, before I get super ahead of myself because I'm already like super hype on this. For anybody listening who doesn't know who you are, just briefly uh, explain what you're up to right now and what you are doing. Uh,
1: yeah, so to everyone who <laughs> is listening, um, right now I'm going by the name Ty Verdes. And I just put out this song that is probably going to hit a million streams by the end of the week. So yeah. that that's cool. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so then... Uh, I just make music. I'm a songer. I'm, I'm a songer. I'm a singwriter to a songwriter. <laughs> I'm a singwriter. And oh, what what is it? A singer songwriter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> See, I don't even know. That's how fresh I am, right? Um, Damn. But yeah, like I write all my lyrics, I write all my melodies. Um, I do work with different producers. Like the the stuck in the middle, um, the guy who helped produce it, he's in France. Um, and oh, yeah, so. Yeah, that's how I that came to be and um people are responding to it and it's awesome like I'm life life changed by one song. It's true to everyone who like sees people talk about it it really is you just get one song and then your life changes.
0: That is the most inspirational thing for me to hear and like that's I think a lot of this podcast is like I I've worked in music in some capacity for a long time. And I always think that like we're always chasing something and hearing the success stories of people that have just grinded and kept going and like get to that point of having that one song, like that's everything. So hearing you just say that right now and like in the moment while it's happening is so freaking cool.
1: Yeah, and and the moment's changing. Like I thought the moment was going to be like, oh, this is like, man, this this is ridiculous. Like I thought when it first started, that i would get maybe like a hundred thousand plays on it and it would be over i have to put out another song um mm. but i can't even put out like i have other songs ready to go and i can't even put them out because i thought well no because I first of all i don't want to sh- distract from the attention stuck in the middle is getting i'm just like yeah. promoting it promoting it like doing campaigns doing like fan stuff um But I'm ready. Like (laughs) I feel like people don't even know like what type of music I really make. I only have this one song, um, I and then my old stuff too. So like the old stuff isn't anything like the new stuff, which is crazy.
0: Okay, yeah. So maybe this is the perfect spot to like go backwards a little bit because when I saw Stuck in the Middle, I like the only feeling that I had was like you clearly had to have done something in the past to just have one song drop and everything looks so good and sounds so good. Like, that had to have come from somewhere. So what, like, and then you said you were on MTV. Like, holy where does it start? Like, take me back to the beginning <laughs> of all of this. All
1: right. Okay. So th- I, I guess I'm going to talk for a while now. So buckle up for this shit. Um, <laughs> Yo, if the,
0: the the tables have turned. It yeah. is your turn to do this.
1: Okay. So basically, um, I thought I was going to be in the NBA. Like, I really did. I'm 6'7". Whoa. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm super tall. Holy uh, and I was playing, I was playing in like all those leagues as a kid. Like I was like in the Nike leagues. I was playing with, I don't know if people know Donovan Mitchell, but he's like an NBA all-star right now. I was on his team as in, as a high schooler. Um, oh. A bunch of people that I played with in high school and in, well, yeah, basically in high school, they're either in the NBA or in like the D league somewhere. Um, but when I went out of um, high school, I signed to a D3 team and it was called Babson College and i went there and i absolutely hated the school part of it like the basketball part was okay um but it got progressively worse as well so like things were just not going my way and i just didn't even like have any passion anymore for the sport so after like a year and a half i dropped out of babson college and that was probably the turning point of like everything like for the people who are in college right now and you are not putting your all into it i i never want to tell people to drop out but like there's so much other things that you could do in order to like sustain yourself as long as you don't like have a kid or something like that like if you're in your 20s or 30s like swing for the fences man like i i dropped out and i was like okay let's make some shit shake i went to uh my parents were still on me about school so i went to community college i was at a really like Babson College is like one of the best business schools in the world. And I was like, let me try something easier. So I went to community college. Still yeah. didn't give a fuck about community college. I was, just, <laughs> I was in this class learning like basic stuff. And I was like, I don't even want to do this right now. Um, yeah. yeah. So basically it was like me figuring out, like I had to learn the lesson a bunch of times, but I was like, fuck, I, school is not my thing. I'm not going to do school. I'm going to stop doing school. What else can I do? So then yeah. I... When I was at school, I had heard, like, one of my friends was like, dude, there's this show on. You'd be really good on it. Uh, and it was called Are You the One? And it's basically this show where they take 11 guys and 11 girls, and they like they, they predetermine their matches, and you go in a house, and you try to find who they predetermined, like, matched you with. And you get $50,000 if you win the show. It's a competition day. No dating, you know? way. Right. So after I dropped out of school, I was like – while i was like figuring out i didn't want to go to community college i was like going through the process of being on the show and i was like man this would be really cool if i had 50 grand to like stop <laughs> stop going to school just like figure out what i want to do and then eventually yeah. in july or like i think it was like early may um i went and i did it i got the i got the like the spot on the show i was one of the 22 people chosen one of the 11 guys chosen Uh,
0: no way what was casting like like what i've I've literally zero idea how anything like that works
1: literally they just dm you they 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 just they just just try to find young guys like young guys that are 21 that probably are like that that they see on instagram that they're like oh he'd be good on the show and then they say like hey you down the thing is that you need like they need to talk to you a bunch and you do like a bunch of psych testing and you do like that because they don't want you to be too crazy but they want you to be crazy right uh, wild I'm not crazy did you
0: like play into that a little bit like did you know that they were looking for somebody like interesting
1: here's the thing they they're looking for someone interesting I don't I'm not gonna toot my own horn and say I'm interesting but I like like my, my whole thing was like I was funny the entire time like okay they they were looking for like the players because you could either be on the show because you were a player you could be on, on the show because you were like a like you didn't get girls you could be on the show because you were this and that like So they
0: wanted like very clear roles of like, this person is the this. This
1: guy's the angry guy. This guy has trust issues. This guy is this. They didn't. They didn't really have a role for me because I didn't give them anything. Like I knew that I wanted to do everything. Yeah. So what they did was. So like I went on the show. What happened was I got the I got the part. We went to New uh, Louisiana where I shot the film. I mean, well, not the film, but to TV. I I was there for like sixty days shooting this, (laughs) shooting this reality TV show, and um, they take your phone. You can't talk to your family. Can't do anything. Um, It's basically just like The Bachelor, to be honest. It's it's like The Bachelor, but more ratchet. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like people were getting in fights. I got in a fight. It was like the whole, the whole, the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But during the entire time, I didn't really give them any. I didn't give them any like material. So they just said that I was like the friend zone guy because I wouldn't really. I wasn't trying to like get with any of the girls because I didn't want to have sex on TV. That was like my thing. Oh. Like like and now i guess i'm going and, into music so like maybe i'll have like sexual innuendos in my music and stuff like that which is completely different to me because it's like more art but like th- 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 yeah. that, to me that's kind of and not to like say i'm better than someone else that's just not my thing i didn't want to have sex on tv i want to keep my i want to keep my bedroom shit private you know what I'm saying like you can't you can't get all my secrets
0: <laughs> yeah no totally i mean like that yeah that's just your own point of integrity yeah but that's the show was kind of looking for that drama and, like, d- like wanted you to go full ratchet?
1: Yeah, they wanted me to go full ratchet. I was like, nah, I'll go quarter ratchet, make fun of people, get into a <laughs> fight, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay. They gave me that little brand, and then everyone, at, <laughs> when, they, when they said, like, they, there was, like, a little blurb under me, and it was like, oh, Tyler, the friend zone guy. Every single girl... <laughs> Every single girl that I knew was like, "What the fuck is this
0: bullshit?" (laughs) Amazing.
1: Like I literally made a song about like being a play. Like my first song that's has a million plays on it is gonna get is about me being a like a player kind of. You know what I'm saying? That's Um, too funny. So it's like they got the. I'm not gonna say they got me all wrong, but they got me at least half wrong. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So after that happened, came back. We won the fifty thousand dollars. So I had 50, it was like me, 21, $50,000 in downtown LA, what do you do? And
0: that's unreal. That is like, that's like a, that's a movie. Like that's
1: crazy. So what I did was I knew that in the back of my head, I was like, I need to figure out how to make money doing something that I like. So a lot of people would be like, you should invest it, blah, blah, blah. I used it to like sustain myself. I I lived in the cheapest place possible. I lived for like $500 in a living room for like, um, in downtown LA for, um, Three years, like I'm still living in this living room. Like the the red
0: up. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So the yeah, thing is, so, you know, like those yeah. blocked off living rooms people live in. Like that's yeah. what I li- that's what I do. Um, no. e- even even right now. I've been living like this for like three years. So
0: dude, honestly, I love and respect that so much because I feel like that's so it's so easy to just be like, yo, I have a large sum of cash. I'm gonna flex as hard as I can. But I love that mindset of being like, no, like I'm gonna use this to my advantage. This is an asset. I'm going to stretch this out and make it work for me. I don't care about flexing with some crazy house.
1: Well, for me, flexing was being able to live in LA for the longest time. Cause a, a lot of people who came here ran out of money. Like they, they yeah, money And or, I guess or that's pe- true. people in general who come here run out of money really fast. And I think that a lot of people yeah. wouldn't even like, it, like if I told any person in like, I don't know, Oklahoma or Texas or whatever that they, like here's, here's $50,000 move to LA. Um, like, I think out of everyone in the world, I probably stretched out as, pro- like, I, I think I got two and a half years out without getting a job.
0: Damn. Yeah. No, that's honestly, that's sick. And I forget, I, I don't know the college well, but wh- where were you born? Where are you from?
1: Uh, I was born in Torrance and moved to Oregon for five years. And then I moved to um, LA for, oh no, I went to, moved to Chicago for six years and came back to LA for the rest of the time. So that's like seven, eight years. And I m- went to, uh boarding school where i played with all those um basketball kids in for a year in new hampshire then i went to boston for a year and a half and then
0: oh damn started. so you've been all over
1: yeah i've seen a lot i've seen a lot of things seen been around a lot of people i've went to public school private school boarding school my dad um is on on the chair of like hbcu so that's like the black community like historically black college um and universities um i went to and that's then i went cool. to a private uh college and then uh, my brother went to public college, so then I've literally seen every single part of the school system that, <laughs> except for maybe yeah. like an all boys school that I, I never did that. But
0: no, that's yeah. crazy. I, I mean, because well, for me, I was just kind of thinking like, for you to understand like the appeal of LA, and like it, it, I was curious if you had come from somewhere in the past where you knew that it was like an opportunity to make the most of it, and it definitely sounds like that's the case.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I lived here for six years, so it's kind of it, you know, like when you live here, it kind of drowns out all that like specialness of it. But I knew that downtown LA was where I needed to be if I wanted to make something happen in terms of like creating a platform or something or just doing something. Yeah. Um. So basically, go go, go back into the story. Um. Yeah. I'm 21 with fifty thousand dollars in LA. I get this really cheap living apartment, and then I just start doing anything. So I had a little, I had a little platform after the show because people followed me from the show. I had like eighty thousand followers or something like that. Um, oh, cool! And I started doing social media influencing. I started modeling. I started acting. So when you start off, everything's shitty. Like everything is shitty. <laughs> And that's my. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things. Is like, I don't know if I'm either brave or stupid. Because I would, <laughs> I would try these things, and I would like be horrible in the beginning, and then I would like get better. So I tried acting, and I wasn't good, and then I would get like a random role. Like my first role as an actor was like called Big St- Big Steve or something, and it was like me. I was like Big Steve, medium sized Mike, and like s- it's, like small fucking. I don't know, Sammy or something. And we were the background rappers to this grandma rapper in a bank commercial. It was the stupidest uh, thing I've ever done. Like, th- the like, lowest th-
0: of the low. Yeah, but
1: th- here's the thing though. You get like $700 out of that check. And then that's, yeah. and that's what I was doing. I was like getting these random like $700. I'd get like $2,000 from doing a social media campaign and it would come very infrequently. My money was dwindling down, but anytime I'd get something, would be like, yes, this is like a step forward into doing something that I want. Because I was really not trying to work. Really. I was so opposed to working a regular job. Um, yeah. so I would literally just be, and, uh, and part of the time was me just like wasting time. Like I would just like sit in my room, like kind of depressed and be like, well, what do I do? I have everything, like people, when you, when you have money and you can, and you support yourself and you can literally do whatever you want with it. And you don't have to do anything. I can see why rich people are so depressed. Because there's nothing, there's there's no goal. You know, like I didn't have a goal for a while. I was just like, I just don't want to have a job. So it w- I wasn't like I wanted to be an actor or I wanted to be like a, I did in the back of my head have like illusions of grandeur of being like a big actor, like a big singer or something like that. But I didn't really have a step. I didn't have a plan towards it. Um yeah. so I can see why people with a bunch of money and their plan has already been completed the why they always talk about how it's depressing. Um
0: Right. And know. the fact that you had a taste of that at such a young age is wild. Like it probably takes people a long long time to to get to that spot, but for the circumstance that you had to experience that at 21 is nuts.
1: Exactly. And then once I once I like started like getting some progress and being like, "Oh, I want to I want to do this, I want to do that." Like it gave me a little bit more direction and then like i would meet people in la and la is the worst place it's like all full of comparison <laughs> like yeah like you could you you have these people with these fancy cars fancy clothes i didn't have a car for a while when i was in la um yeah. and just taking public transit and it's so interesting to be around people who have made it all the way and you are so far away from making it at all and it's in that that kind of mindset is what try, probably drives people away. Is because you're like working, you're either working a job as a waitress and or a waiter, or you're a bartender, and you're like going to your nine to five, and you see these people making it, and then you see no way out of what you're doing, or like the way out is like working from. from 7 to 11 p.m. and then waking up at 8 a.m., it's not for everybody. Like, this shit is not for everybody. No, I'm living in a fucking living room right now. Like, (laughs) this shit is not for everybody. I I want it. Dude,
0: you're you're painting this picture so well. Like, it's so, so real. I feel it.
1: Yeah. So, when that happened, and, and, and it's not like I was like, it's not like I had a, like, an inkling to do music ever, it was always just a part of me. So, like, it was always something that I would go back to. Like, I was playing piano for 13 years. Um, I was playing, uh, and then I started playing ukulele for, like, four years. And then guitar, I just started now because, you know, ladies love guitar. Gotta throw that in. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. And and also like the sound of guitar. Like, like, the rhythmic shit of it is so good. Like, the finger noises and the plucking, I love that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, that was always kind of in the back of my head. So, when I was, like, bucket why not try to make some music i went by my name which was tyler semicolon that i made up in seventh grade because my, my my real name is tyler colon um, amazing yeah so then i it was like a jokey thing but i thought it was like unique so i wanted to stand out there's like there's no other person named tyler semicolon and that was what yeah. i was important about it at the time um
0: i mean yeah it's that is a feat in itself to come up with a name on the internet that hasn't been taken before
1: exactly so i was like let's just roll with it because i'm not a, i'm like a guy like that thinks like you're never ready you're never ready to like be this thing that you think you're gonna be you're just gonna jump into it even if the name's not right or the song isn't good you gotta you gotta start somewhere so like i found i went online and i was like okay how do i make a song because i this is at the point where i still had you know some money left and i would look at like who's gonna produce it because i didn't want to it's not that i didn't want to i just knew that um in order to get a song out like Right now, I need to have someone to produce it right now. I can't make a good sounding song right now. And I think that's important because when I listen to people who give me their songs or like tell me to listen to something, production is really important to me. Like if you have something, like maybe you're saying the most beautiful rhymes or you're saying the most beautiful whatever. But if your production sounds like you're like clanking on your sink and the like air conditioners on in the background, that shit is whack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. It just completely illegitimizes your message.
0: Um, It's so real right um or if the production—the so fact that you realized that like that that's again like that's so impressive that you had that standard and you didn't have to like learn you didn't have to go through those failures and learn that the hard way like that's pretty cool
1: yeah and so basically i wanted it to be all on me right i didn't want it to be like oh the, the production on this is bad that's why this song is bad like i wanted it to be like yeah. oh if this is bad my f- singing performance is bad and my whole entire like ideology for the song is bad. I don't have the right. Like, it, it, I wanted it to be on me, basically. Yeah. Um, so I would start making songs. Um, and this is basically after I've gotten, I've done, started doing modeling, acting. I was like, let me just make a song. Cause, this, cause I wanted to do everything at one point. Like, even though I didn't have the dream of being an actor or an influencer or a model, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it and see if I like it. See if this is the type of thing for me. Um, yeah. and, uh, when I tried the song part of it, I really liked. I really liked the the transformation of the words that I had on paper into like a song, and like the the fact that it's there forever. Like it doesn't go away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just, like Im- immortalizing it, basically. That was the cool part to me. That like this is always going to be something that I can point back to that I made. That was that was totally. like totally.
0: Cool. Dude, I even, like, I feel that even with podcasts, like, these conversations, like, it's just this little time capsule that's always there. And, like, of course, we're going to grow up, we're going to evolve, we're going to accomplish new things. But, like, in this moment, it's just there.
1: Exactly. That's, the, that's I the love point. it. Yeah, exactly. And then you can, you, like, the best part about it is I know exactly what mood I was in. It's like a diary, basically.
0: Like yeah. That. Um. But, so you felt that with songs.
1: Yeah, I felt that with songs. Um, yeah, yeah. Going back a little bit, when I first came out to LA, well, I was like, here, my illusions of grandeur—they led me to America's Got Talent, uh, American Idol, The Voice. Um, Interesting. I I would try out for them. I didn't really want to be on the show. I mean, like, I would have done it probably if they asked me to. But it's not like my my goal was to win American Idol. It was I wanted someone to hear me sing and be like, let's move them on to the next round. That shit never happened. I wrote these songs. I sang and shit never ha- i thought the shit was good it was trash probably like i looking back it was very bad or not good yeah. or not 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 necessarily very bad because i'm like i'm not tone deaf and i can play instruments but it just wasn't all there yet so yeah
0: yeah yeah totally i feel it so
1: it wasn't good enough um and this last year that i got cut cuz i did it 3 years in a row like i did all these circuits of audition 3 years in a row
0: no shit dude that in itself actually says a lot too like that three years of perseverance on that like that's that's something you're saying
1: it like it's a big deal but for me it was like oh it's the J- january 2nd i'm gonna just go for the day and try this thing out like that okay. <laughs> like
0: yeah like, okay so it wasn't like your lifelong mission you're just like oh submissions are up yeah exactly so yeah i'm gonna go
1: exactly okay
0: okay <laughs> all right
1: but the third time i went <laughs> this is when this is when i was just like. I had practiced a little bit before and I wrote a song that I thought was good that I still think is good that I'm probably going to put out. Like it was the first time I wrote a song that I think is really really good. Um yeah. at that point I had a couple songs out on my Tyler Semi page that were okay. Um, and I sang it and I didn't get through and I was like fuck like it must be my voice. Like I I wrote a good song that had a good concept. I didn't have the production on it yet but i knew i could just like get someone to do good production it has to be my voice so what i did was i went into my garage under my apartment complex where i live yeah. and i sang for an hour and a half for like a whole year um every single day or like single basically every single day maybe i missed a day or two but like it was it was a consistent effort to get better which is like i think i have a kind of an advantage over the regular singer-songwriter because, like, I played sports as a kid and I think a lot of singer-songwriters do that artsy stuff or whatever and they, and they like, practice is, like, a big thing for... And and even even for art, it is, like... But, like, a painter, you practice by painting and you can practice different types of painting and stuff like that. But, like, putting your head into, like, this might be a little bit painful or might be a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. I think I have an advantage over a lot of people that sing just because I don't care about like how tired I am or like what time it is at night. Like people go, people go and like, I used to be in the gym when I play basketball at like 3am. I used to be like, it's just like a work ethic thing. Like if I like something, I'm going to do it whenever I have time. You know what I'm saying?
0: Dude, I like, as soon as you said that thing of like going in, like down into the garage and practicing and singing, I instantly thought of you playing ball. And I was like, that's, because I never played basketball, but I skateboarded. And it was the same thing. It's like, if you want to get the trick, you just have to keep skating. There's no other thing. Yeah. And so yeah, as yeah, soon yeah, as yeah, you yeah. said that, I was like, oh, I get it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then obviously I improved after that. That was the big thing. And I loved it. Like, Oh, and, and I know I'm skipping all around the place, but like.
0: No, dude, I love this. You're telling the story so well. Yeah.
1: That's great. <laughs> so when I got on the show, the MTV show. I met this guy who was a battle rapper. His name was E Money. He was on the show too, and okay. he was like, "Dude, you do music?" And I lied, and I was like, "Yeah, I do music because I had ro- no way. Yeah, yeah, I wrote songs and shit like that. And we wrote a song for the show, and and we put it on Spotify afterwards, and it got like I don't know, to like a hundred thousand plays or two hundred thousand plays. I was like, "That's this easy. Like, I can do this. <laughs> like, what? Like, just if you have a platform and you sing a song, you got it." And I was like, "Okay, let's keep doing that." The thing is, once we, we me and him started making more songs together and they kind of got, they, they were real they were still good. Like, I still like those songs, but they got less and less a- attention. So I was like, I might as well do my own thing because I don't want to be like bonded to this guy all my life because mm-hmm. um, he might not want to do music or whatever. I still like we, I still have a song with him right now that I want to put out. We see each other all the time and talk, but like I wanted my own page. I wanted my own like sound, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Huh? I, I think that's amazing right now with music, too, is like when I first was getting involved in music, all you basically had to be in a band. And then you have to get the determination and the agreement of four or five other people. Exactly. So like now that we're in this era where it's like singer-songwriters can produce on their own and write on their own and do their own projects, like I love it because it's it's all the dedicated kids that are just doing their own thing and they have the platform to do their own thing. So I feel that.
1: Exactly, exactly. So we we did we did um perfect match, right? We did perfect match. It was called perfect match the song. It's still on Spotify now. You can go stream it if you want to. And I'm then tight. and then we came back with a song called Happy Place, which was written by e Money, and then I wrote the bridge of it. Um mm-hmm. and that one got like two hundred thousand streams. So I was like, this shit is so easy. I <laughs> I'm gonna be a pop star tomorrow. But then when yeah. I started doing it on my own, the shit wasn't the same. I had to write more because it was only me and also the, it just didn't it didn't have the same vibe it wasn't it wasn't it just didn't have the same sauce you know what i'm saying like like if you go listen to happy place right now it will be a good song and that was like the second yeah. song that i put out and i didn't and i yeah. thought it would carry over but it did not because i was it was very one-dimensional it wasn't that hard to sing it was just catchy you know
0: yeah yeah so it was it was kind of like this uh hard reality of being like oh damn i have to i have to go back a little bit and get better myself
1: yeah exactly and and that's what the best part about it was is that i got a taste of what it was like to be successful very early and i think that Whoa. a lot of people don't and that's how a lot of things that i've done kind of end up is i get to see like in terms of like auditioning for something like the first time i auditioned for a show i got it on are you the one the first time i put out a song on spotify it got like a hundred thousand views or plays um like after like three times of going to an audition i got like a part you know so
0: dude i to go back to even you saying yes to this episode that what you're explaining right now i think is so freaking important in everyone's lives and i love like again i respect you so much for paying it forward because you're telling your story now and I, i think that certain people get that taste and that little chance where they're like damn did i just get like what is this and when you get that it gives you all the fuel you need in the world and i hate the idea that not everybody does get that so the fact that like anybody in any position to ever pay that forward hearing your story and hearing how much that impacted it's just so cool
1: yeah thanks man i mean like
0: to me it was
1: weird because i was getting all these success like they were minor successes in like the grand scheme of things, but I was getting a lot yeah. of minor successes in a lot of different areas. So it was really hard for me to choose something to like, what do I want to act? Do I want to do modeling? Cause like literally before quarantine, I had like a Nike modeling contract and not like a Michael- What? Yeah. So I-, I did a previous one um where I did a campaign for their big and tall campaign and that paid really well. And then before quarantine happened, I was going to do another one. So like, I was doing. I was Damn, doing. Damn,
0: so you had options.
1: Yeah, I was doing. But but I wouldn't be in this position right now if it wasn't for quarantine. <laughs> because, Whoa! Because quarantine stopped every all the modeling, stopped all the acting, and I was like, what do I really want to do right now? It's like, and the gyms were closed, so I couldn't even like work on like my physique or anything like that. Um, yeah, true. So I was like, let me just write these songs. Like, write. Let me let me get better at singing. Like after this quarantine, I want to be better at my songwriting. Um, going back again. So this. Damn isn't, it! That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to go back. Please go back. Go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, like again,
0: I love this. I am in.
1: (laughs) So the biggest thing about my first song was that it wasn't honest. It wasn't honest. It was like me about me being like it was and I'm not going to say it wasn't honest. It was partially honest, which I think is the worst thing that you can do when you're starting out unless you're completely have that side of yourself that is that believes it. Like when rappers come up and they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, or I have bitches and money, like that shit. Like Mm -hmm. it's cool when they have it, but if you don't have it, then it's I don't think that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're like, oh I got six bitches on my phone, you need to have six bitches on your phone. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like I I don't I don't count them. Count them to to six now. At least six, right? (laughs) So when I made a song, I was like Oh yeah, I'm on TV, but like not it's it's not like I was a TV star. It's not or like I'm like super successful, but I wasn't successful. I was still in my I was still some the fucking living room. It's and yeah. that's not how I felt. I didn't feel successful. Like some people make a song and they still and they feel successful and they want to make their brand is like I feel successful at the time. I didn't feel successful. I felt like my the topic of my song was wrong. And I just moved I, I realized that early. And I think that's my thing when I listen to other people's um, music is like when I, when I hear their lyrics, I, I want to hear the authenticity. And that's like my biggest, biggest thing is you, you are not going to make a good song unless you feel every single word that you're gonna, that you put on it. Not every single word, but at least like 80% of the words, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it makes it feel better when you sing it because you're, it's so true to you. So um, I, so, th- so then I was in a relationship and I wrote a song about the relationship and it was just super honest. I was like, um, one of the lines I wrote was like, um, and she's vegan. What a healthy little demon like that. Like <laughs> that, that was like completely honest. She was a vegan girl and, and, um, she was like super healthy. Went to, went to gym all the time. And I was like, that sounds really like that. I loved saying that over and over again. It might've have not have been the coolest thing. It might not have been the 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 best line ever, but like, I loved singing it even though i never yeah it was it out just so real yeah. to
0: you and you you made it it was your thing that you thought of
1: exactly so yeah. after that i recorded this song called and this is after it and then like just fast forward a little bit because i waited a really long time i i took a break because i was getting success in modeling and getting some more acting parts and then i didn't release a song for a while then i wrote this song called something to cry about and it is my f- one of the favorite songs that i've written so far and it's on my tyler semicolon page but it really does belong on my ty veritas page and i'm gonna get it over there eventually it's probably gonna be on whatever project that i put on
0: yeah, um, like re-record it give it a little more yeah do, not do even that bro i don't do even think, oh, really? I, like
1: no i'm putting it as is like i don't care
0: oh damn that's actually that's sick yeah so you're like fully proud of it yeah like, it is, fully proud it I is it a piece listen
1: also, imperfections, I'm not chasing perfect ever. I'm chasing really good because that's going to get in the way. Like, if people, that's another thing about LA is like, people are like, oh, yeah, I do music. Okay, how many songs do you have on Spotify? Zero. Then you don't do music. Like, that's, that's my mentality for anyone who says that. Oh, you do this? Show me, show, like, you paint? Show me where you're posting your art on Instagram. Oh, you do podcasts? Show me the 10 podcasts that you did. Like, yeah everyone likes to talk this big game like i don't care if you're bad show me you do it so you can start like you don't even have a stepping stone that's that's my mentality like if anyone's out there that has a song that they've recorded and or a song that they've written and they haven't recorded it or try or tried to figure out how to get it like go through DistroKid to get it on spotify you don't really want to do music because no one's going to come out there and help you to figure out how to put this shit on online and get it going for you no one's just going to come to your next show like Unless you're the next, I don't know, Christina Aguilera, and you have this beautiful voice where someone can hear you singing in a pub and be like, oh, (laughs) this girl's got it. Like, no one is doing that for you. Absolutely nobody is doing that for you. You have to figure out how to put your shit out there and then point to this. And when someone's like, here, listen to, like, where's your music? You can point to it and be like, I made this. It might not be perfect, but you have something.
0: Dude, I... That is such a refreshing take to hear. Like, it's so honest and real. But hearing you articulate that so well is like, it's almost sad to me how much I'm like, damn, like, LA has kind of fucked me up because you just don't hear it said like that. And it's so simple. And it's so real. I love that. And I love that you're going to keep the song honest and as it was. Exactly. So continue. So So then
1: I put out something to cry about. And then I when I recorded it my engineer at the time cuz i hadn't recorded with him for a while he was like tyler what the fuck was that like we we uh. played it at the we we were recording it and uh, there's this part where i like go a little bit higher than the regular course and he's like you can do that now like what is this uh. and i was and i was like i guess i can cuz i had i had just been practicing scales i hadn't been singing songs so I just, is that
0: that just comes back to the garage days yeah, just yeah
1: like- well i mean the garage days are right now i'm literally have did it yesterday oh
0: shit oh son (laughs) dude
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah my my producer freaked out once he heard and he was like dude your voice sounds crazy right now and i was like yeah like this sounds like it could be on the radio and then he was like yeah i could but and then when i went back and listened to it in the car on the way home i listened to it all the way home and like the next time i came in the studio with him i was like dude i'm gonna make it like I know everyone says that to you. They're going to bring you along if they get signed or whatever. But, like, yeah. I'm going to be the one. And he's like, okay, man, whatever. And then the ah. next song we recorded was this song called Lifesaver that no one has heard of yet. And then, and then the second song we recorded in that session was Stuck in the Middle. And I thought no Lifesaver way. was better. And Stuck in the Middle was a throwaway. I was
0: like... Oh, so the world's not even ready for what's coming next. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So I was like, I need something on my Ty Verdes page. And how I thought of Ty Verdes was people call me Ty already. Oh. Um, Like my mom and dad call me Ty. So I instead of making it TY, made it TAI. And I lived I in Palos like Verdes. So, oh. Verdes, right? I lived on like the border. So I wasn't near like the crazy rich people, but... I was near like the Torrance Palos Verdes border of like um, Palos Verdes, I guess. Yeah. So it's
0: it's so funny how well that just works together. Like that's like such a simple explanation. Like oh yeah, shit sounds super cool.
1: Exactly. And then, and then that's another name that no one else had. I like, that's the thing about it. Stop. Yeah. So if you go on, what I did when I was like thinking of names was like, should I be like Tyler Verdes? Ty, Ty Ver? Like, should I be like one of those cool names, like Labyrinth? Bro, you know how hard it is to think of like a cool name? Like, I don't know, like Brett Favre, Vi- yes, like, Sonder and shit like that. I do.
0: Cause when I like, I was telling you before we started recording, like I did like version three, that label and the tour and all that. I spent months, like I just had an iPhone notepad of just every name and they were so stupid and you start to be like, all right, maybe this and then it's taken and it's just back to square one. Yeah,
1: and that, so there was, I was with my girl at the time and and I was like, I, I was going through the process of changing my name and I had no ideas and I was literally sulking. I was depressed. I was like, this Dude. is what an identity crisis feels like and it was like that for like, I, I don't know, like 38 hours straight. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I just stayed up for the rest of the night. And I thought of Tiber Like I,
0: I willed that to come into my mind, dude, you know, dude, I feel that I remember the day, at least like with when I was de- naming that project, I had one night where I was like, I'm fucking done. And I was like, I'm staying up until it's done. And at like three in the morning, I was like, cool, this is it. I feel great.
1: Yeah, and then once you feel great, it's, it, it's game over. You can't go back. Like I,
0: that's so good.
1: The best part about um, the best part about Ty to me is like when t- people used to say Tyler, like because people would <laughs> at the peak of the show, um, mm-hmm. I would get recognized cause I live near um, near USC. Um, mm-hmm. If I went to the college campus, everybody would recognize me. Like literally every oh, single wow. person. Yeah, because they they watch it on colleges. So people would be like, oh, it's Tyler Semicolon. And I would cringe or it's like Tyler from Are You The One. And I would cringe really hard because I didn't want to oh. be associated with Are You The One, really. And I didn't want to be Tyler Semicolon. So every time someone called my name, I'd be like, oh, this is cringy. Um, but then <laughs> once I put out, uh, I put out something and then some like random clothing brand hit me up and it was like, And they said my name, Ty Verdes X their clothing brand. I don't know. I don't really remember what it was. And it looked so cool on paper. And I was like, this is the (laughs) one. Like, I feel proud of that.
0: Dude, (laughs) yes. Yeah, And it's cool because now, like, legit, I didn't know anything about your MTV days. You said that, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? So, like, the fact that it's working, like, you have this new identity that's speaking for itself as just like, oh, this song is sick. Who is it? Ty Verdes.
1: Exactly. That's what I wanted. Like, I didn't really want—also, my other songs that I have on my Tyler Semicolon page, like, I'm not as proud of them as I am of—like, for Stuck in the Middle, the reason why—I'll go into that part of it, like, since we're at the Stuck in the Middle days right now. Yeah. Um, I wrote that song in like an hour, two hours, and Whoa. and I <laughs> that whole song is just verbatim things girls have said to me. Like, if you ah. if you listen to the first line, it's like you're a player, aren't you? And I bet you got ho. Every single girl that I probably talked to ever has said those words. To me. Like, I have a sign on my forehead that says, "You need to call this guy a player." Like every single wow. one. Yeah. So it was just like, why not just say that in a song? I've never heard that before let's just make it a physical thing that people can point to. And I think that's why a lot of people are gravitating towards it because like when someone has a first line in a song that you really identify with, you fuck with the song that much more.
0: Dude, and it comes back to, not only are you right there, but it also comes back to just pure honest. Like, it's just like, yeah, this is real. I've heard this so much. Or
1: like guys, when I first, so what I did was (laughs) how the song blew up was I wrote that song and I was like, this is dope. And then I found that beat on youtube
0: no all right way. so
1: listen listen to listen okay everyone this is the most important thing about anything that i'm going to say right now when i was making something to cry about or all these other beats i was paying producers like two thousand dollars which i was getting ripped off for but like i was paying them like two thousand dollars to make three songs or thousand dollars to make a song for me and it wouldn't come out the way I wanted to. So I would go on YouTube and find beats and just write to the beats. I'd write full songs to these beats on YouTube and then buy Mm -hmm. the leases for them. Um, I'm literally giving away like how I did all of this. Like, I don't care. Um, So there's obviously contracts that go into it. Like if you get a certain amount of streams, you got to pay more, blah, blah, blah. But I, but when you get to those levels, you, they're good problems, right? They're good problems to have when it's like, oh, if you get hundred thousand streams, you got to pay fifty bucks. Like that's if you get a hundred thousand yeah. streams, you should be like happy that you got a hundred thousand streams, not sad that you got to pay fifty more bucks, right? So it's totally. like looking about the positive things. But like, once I didn't want to pay a thousand dollars for people to make tracks anymore, I would just scathe YouTube into the night. I'd be like, what, what, what's talking to me right now? What is a good sound? What is a good sound? Found this guy. His name's Red Musk. He's he's in France. <laughs> And he's making these ridiculous beats, like literally on YouTube for the public to hear that that shit was on YouTube (laughs) for every single person. (laughs) And it had like, I don't know, 3000 plays on it. So if you're out there and you're like, I can't make a good song, you're not fucking trying. Anyone can do what I did. Anyone could have found that song and could have bought it. Like I got that song. I recorded it it started getting some streams and then i bought it like cuz i knew it was going to get hundreds of thousands of streams any literally and there's other people like that there's other people out there that have crazy skill that are just not recognized because they don't have a platform and i once the song got like 10,000 streams i called him well, actually i actually hit him up on instagram i was like red musk we need to talk like i need to buy this song from you and he's like hey i don't really want to sell the song this is how i make money i was like listen you don't understand I got 10,000 streams in like two days. This is about to be huge. And he's like, all right, okay. And then it took me like a week and then I bought it. and he was like, I'm only going to sell it if you buy the exclusive. That's and, and I think I paid $800 for it. Oh my God. Um,
0: and over here, you're like, yeah, I've already spent two racks on a shitty beat. Like, let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then I was like, and then um, he was still not believing in it, right? But he also was looking at the streams. That's why he charged me so much. He usually charges 400. But then I got oh. like 60,000 streams in like two weeks. And he was like, okay, I'm going to charge you 800 for this beat because I know it's going to do well um, mm-hmm. and you need it. So, so, and I don't blame him. Like he should have done that. Like I was totally th- like, that's what happens when you write on least beats. You have to pay more. Um, yeah. And then we started talking. So then, stuck in the middle starts blowing up because. The reason, and I keep skipping around, but I go on TikTok, and I started doing. The, I was doing the TikTok thing for a long, for a long time before. I think I had like hundred videos doing different shit because I would see my friends have like ten thousand followers on TikTok or like fifteen thousand. Some have thirty thousand followers. I was like, are th- Is this real? Like, how are these people engaging so much? And then I started doing this, uh, doing this thing where I would work out every single day. And people were like following me because of that, because I would like say motivational shit. Like, I don't care what time it is. Like, it's 2 a.m. I'm in the gym right now. Like, uh, you don't have any excuses. Or like when quarantine started happening, um, I'd be like, I, I'm doing a home workout, like no excuses. And then I fucking stopped damn. working out. But like,
0: <laughs> damn, but no, that's that's really <laughs> interesting, though, that like you because obviously, again, from basketball, from fitness modeling, like you, that was something that you were doing. But you took a totally different approach to TikTok. You didn't go in as music guy.
1: No, I didn't even... Oh, not even at all. I mean, like, I think I had, like, maybe one song or something like that that I posted just because I made music in the past and that I posted on YouTube. But I wasn't going in posting a bunch of music. Um, and then I went in, I wrote the song stuck in the middle, went down to my car in the garage, sang it, and was like, hey, guys, should I put out the song? Sang the song. It got some motion. Put it on SoundCloud. Got even more motion. I think it got, like, 5,000 plays in a day or something, or, like, two days or something like that. And then... Um, Once it got out on Spotify and Apple Music, it was off to the races, and that was that shit changed my life. It's like TikTok changed my life, and I'm giving up more information. If you're an artist right now, any kind of artist, painter, you do music, you do anything. If you're not on TikTok, you don't want to be successful. Like if you think it's too it's too young, or if you think it's whatever. Yes, Charlie D'Amelio is on there dancing and trying to thirst trap other 13 year olds, but there's also a huge artist community. That is building over there that is contacting 800 million users on TikTok. It's the most used social media out there. So if you're saying no to TikTok, you're saying no to a whole audience of people. That could be a like, it's a numbers game, dude. Like you're buying lottery tickets when you do this shit. If you're not going to buy the TikTok lottery ticket, you have no potential to win the lottery. So (laughs) like you're just fucking yourself over.
0: I'm going to get you like a trophy of like most value brought to the podcast. (laughs) like, And like, I, I love it. And the other thing that I have to pay you the compliment of is I entirely agree. You're right. But also how creative you got, like the fact that you're like, okay, I know fitness and like that you went into it in your own way. That's so cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, I had seen other people do fitness shit too, but I just felt like having that sort of vlog style, of, like talking, like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I I've I even, like, it wasn't even that I was, like, dude, I didn't even create that. I saw someone else go to the gym, like, this is day 26 going to the gym. It was like this overweight guy going to the gym every single day, and he was trying to get down oh, to, like, yeah, 200 pounds. So, like, I don't think creativeness has to start with an original idea. I think you have to like br- see someone else's idea, copy it for a little bit and then bring your own flavor to it. You don't have to like, cause you can't copy someone else completely. That's the whole point of um, being original. Like you have to bring your own flavor to something. Um, yeah.
0: But at the same time, like you're saying is like, okay, yes, you have to be original, but you can also like, you don't have to shoot yourself in the foot and not use tried and true methods to get successful and buy zero lottery tickets to be like stubborn or something, or you have to do it all on your own. Like you take that, that's that combination. It's like, okay, cool. What can I use to my advantage here? How can I, how can I hedge this, this bet the best as possible? And then when you have that exposure, then come correct and be honest and be real
1: exactly like the whole point the whole point of me going on TikTok and putting that song up because I had seen like I watched other people be like hey guys should I put this song out and I was like okay my turn you know what I'm saying like I'm going to do this yeah. and then I'm going to put my song out and see how well it does so then it started blowing up on TikTok and then my life has changed immensely so I'll tell you about my current situation now so <laughs> my current situation is the song is at uh, is at 80 i think what eight hundred thousand streams and um every single record label has been in contact with me probably the no ex- way. yeah so let's go so now because the thing is it wasn't that i just came it wasn't that i just had came correct with the fucking song i have eight other songs that like when labels talk to me they're they're like what other music do you have and i'm like oh yeah, I've got other music <laughs> that you can, that you can listen to, and they come back and they're like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> 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 like, like it's not, it's nothing like stuck in the middle. It's like I do a bunch of different like genre bending stuff. Like the and it's it's getting a lot of positive response. I actually I was brought up into uh, Arista Records A and R meeting,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: at the time I was being managed like kind of like a friend manager, a friendager. Which I, yep. I mean, like if you do that. You gotta be confident in the person. And I just wasn't confident in my person. So in an yeah. in, in an Arista and AR meeting, the uh this guy named Ryan Chisholm, uh, he heard my song and he was like, Let me let me reach out to this guy. He reached out to me and I was like, Who are you, dude? And he's like, Hey, you know, like I took a pill in Ibiza, Mike Posner, you know, like Trevor yeah. Daniel falling on TikTok that was like a billion streams. I managed those guys. And I was like, say no more you're my manager
0: (laughs) whoa yeah
1: so then he was like yeah man let's do it and i was like okay and then we obviously set up like this like you know trial period or whatever but he's he's my manager you know like i'm working with them right now um and wait so does
0: that mean you work with brandon epstein too
1: dude i was on i literally was on the phone with brandon epstein before this
0: Brandon is my guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So,
0: oh my goodness. Huge shouts. That's this is incredible.
1: Exactly. Wow. So, um, Brandon Epstein and Ryan are managing I me. Mean, they're killing it. They were like, okay, we have to get this on the DSPs. And for anyone that doesn't know what DSP is, digital store platform for like music, like Spotify, Apple Music, and stuff like that. So, the, one of the reasons why he, uh, um, is my manager right now is because he was like pushing me. He has like the connections to be like, Hey, Spotify, look at these numbers, which my numbers don't make sense because w- once <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in the middle, I have like 150,000 monthly listeners with 800,000 plays. That means like people are listening five or six times to the song.
0: Yeah. You know, when which, they find like, it. Yeah. So they're coming back to it. And also I feel like it's growing really fast. Like it's only been out now a month. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, that that, the whole thing is that, like, I did that whole thing, like, all those plays. Like, when I got to half a million, I had no playlisting. It was just people finding the song through Discover Weekly and shit like that and putting it on their own personal playlist. I didn't have a Spotify. And now
0: you're getting Spotify playlisting.
1: Yeah. I was on Fresh Finds. I was on Indie or Fresh Indie. I was on, like, uh, what is it, New Hot and New Chill or something like that? like that all yeah playlists.
0: i don't know like one of those chill playlists too yeah it, which that, is also cool because it crosses over so many. like it fits in so many playlists
1: yeah like it's it like a lot of the time it's like compared to like surface to sunday best you know what i'm saying like it's, mm. it's in that sort of vibe where it's like feeling good like i should like that type of thing
0: yeah but like
1: everyone that hears the song they're like this is what i want to scream in the car when i'm going to the beach or something like that and I didn't even have that vibe when I was making the song. I was just like, okay, here's my song. You guys do whatever you want with it. And people just oh my God. responded to it. Um, and now I'm trying to, you know, get a little video together, like a lyric video and, uh, and like a more official music video. And yeah, we're, we're seeing what the, what the labels have to say, what kind of offers are coming up because... Um, Everyone is super interested. I don't know how long I'm gonna be independent for, but we'll see what happens.
0: That's so cool. That's my favorite part of your story is like explaining this specific song. Like we're we're in this moment right now. Like you just said it. You're like, I don't know what happens next. I don't know how long I stay independent. But the fact that you had that taste of having some amount of success, but really with the Ty Verde Verdes project, you it it was a YouTube beat and TikTok. And That's not to discredit it. That's the fact that like it comes back to hard work. Everybody has that platform. Everybody could go on YouTube and find a beat. Everybody could go on TikTok and do something, but it's like you did it so right. And you just had that vision and you just did it. You actually did it.
1: Yeah, and I think that (laughs) you actually did it. I think that that's (laughs) the biggest thing is that like, I know people are probably out there like, what like he's not even the best singer I know what that song that's not that great of a song but like dude why don't you do it and then you try dude. it and well, then that, and then, yeah. then you can say that shit like, yeah, I, want, and like I want you to go to, to go fucking sit in your fucking living room that you have to live in and try to make, make this shit pop like I but, made this shit pop like yeah different. like
0: you the reason why I love this conversation in this episode so much is you are the ex- like every turn You're the example of like, you could have been playing basketball and you left school and you're like, I refuse to work a nine to five. And you somehow found the opportunity to go onto an MTV show. You had that on your radar, whatever you did, every step of the way, you turned nothing into something and then leveraged it with tools that anyone could have.
1: Yeah. Anyone could have. That's
0: fucking crazy. (laughs) That's crazy.
1: So so the, he, back to the nine to five thing, I actually had to get a job. So this is this is a part of the story that is my least favorite part. So okay. money ran out, money ran out. Oh, and I didn't have a job for a while. So I started doing odd jobs. I was a referee for an adult ball. Oh. I don't know if you have had um, uh, like Arthur from accounting yelling at you about a volleyball spike, but that was me. Uh-huh yeah all right um i did i did intramural volleyball i did intramural bowling i did intramural like uh what is it it's basketball i did i did all that shit and then after that i did uh i worked at a place called gentle monster which was like a it's just like asian premium sunglass brand and the whole time at the at the at the store you're like standing you can't sit down and like oh. if there was a a t- like a a ranking of people who hate to stand, I'm number uh-huh. one. Like, I don't <laughs> like to stand for long periods. That's like a stupid, like bougie thing. But I'm like tall. I'm not that flexible. Standing hurts my shit. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. So then I had to be there. I was there for four months standing, hating every single part of my life. One of my coworkers, we were hanging out after work and uh, she was like, yeah, why? Like you're you're so different after work, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "You're just a lot happier." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, this nine to five shit, I can't do it for that much longer." So what happened was, I quit that job, and then I found yeah. something that I liked more. Which is like, that's what I love to see in people is when they don't like something and they change their situation. So I actually, while I was at the job, I realized I hated it. Then I started working at Verizon, a job that I could sit down and that I actually liked. Like phones are like my thing. I, I'm actually kind of techie. Um, oh cool like I know a lot, I know a lot about that shit so I, they didn't have to teach me anything about the product like I know what like a fucking gigabyte is and I know how to transfer data and I know how to compare like a Samsung to an Apple Um yeah So I've been working there and I'm still working there. Like I'm working, I'm literally on the phone with like the vice president of like Capitol Records and then I'm in my Verizon store outfit. outfit.
0: Dude, honestly, (laughs) honestly, thank you for sharing that part of it because it again comes back like it's like, it's so much more honest. It's so much more real. And I think that's so much more motivational to be like, oh, damn, like he's lived in a partitioned living room. He has a Verizon job. He's refed bullying, like all of these things, even with this success, like you've gone through all these steps just because you believe in yourself and because you're chasing something bigger.
1: And like, <laughs> I know you're saying like, this is like, you, like you're singing with end products, but I had no light at the end of the tunnel. And that's like the faith part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like Whoa. the only light at the end of the tunnel was me hearing myself on these records get better. And I didn't know if people were gonna believe in how much better that I had gotten. You know what I'm saying? Like when I put out stuck in when I put out something to cry about and I thought it was good, it only got like, I don't know, five thousand plays on Spotify. So I mean
0: yeah.
1: that was that was pretty telling to me. Like, oh, that's a step in the right direction, but it's not anywhere near what I think I can be. So yeah, with other records on this thing, like I I am just going for it. Like Stuck in the Middle was the was the beginning of what I'm about
0: to do. Dude, that is the coolest shit. Like that is I I'm so I'm so happy we're talking right now too. Cause like the just what is about to happen next is just as exciting. Like we're gonna have to do a follow-up episode to be like, yo, remember when we were just talking about stuck in the middle? <laughs> That's...
1: yeah i mean here's the thing i think like when i uh when i made the song i got hit up by this uh, guy who was like let's make some video content and his name's elliot he's a really nice guy i love him and i'm still working on video content with him right now but um he was like he was like yeah man i really like the song and i was like dude this is gonna be the thing and he was like really and i was like yeah i think this could be like old town road-esque a little bit in terms of the amount of people that are about to listen to it and he's like i mean kind of and i was like no 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 you don't understand like this is about to get bigger than what you think it is and this was when it when it had like two hundred thousand plays yeah. yeah so it and then he he literally just went to a shoot with like um i don't know some like some like i don't know b-list celebrity and he was on set shooting something for the grammys and he heard her singing stuck in the middle when he played it like he was she was humming along to the words when he played it out loud when he was showing a friend on the set um, i was like and and then he called me afterwards and he was like you were right it's girl it's it's like this is happening right it's
0: now. happening it's happening dude that is, it's so exciting and I, I don't know man like i just i love it's so cool to see something on the internet because like i saw the same thing i was just like oh this song's sick looks like it's blowing up this guy looks cool like oh, i wonder who wants to do a podcast so the fact that like we got to talk and you're as humble and like that you even in being in the thick of LA and dealing with all of it, like you've kept it so real and honest and like it's just really cool to hear your story. Like I'm so I'm so impressed and it, it's so motivating to me. And I think everyone who listens to this, like the way you told this story and the person that you are, like that's everything I have ever wanted to show on this podcast. And it's it's just Fucking cool!
1: Thanks, man. I mean, like, (laughs) to be honest, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to like pay my rent next month. Like, this is not. This is not the. This is not like it. It seems pretty glamorous from the outside, but to to like all this shit is just numbers. Like, I haven't seen a check. I haven't seen anything that that has changed my life yet. Maybe in the next month I will. Maybe I don't. But all I know is like I just want to hit play on my Tybertis page and be proud of the things that play when it goes down you know what i'm saying like that's my end goal and i think that it's really important to be happy with what you create and not have like this a lot of people are like i see it all the time with like young people that are like i want to be at 10,000 subscribers by the end of the month and i think that's really the wrong way to look at it because you're basing your success off of other people's opinions and that's not that it's not going to get you anywhere because you could be putting out the best content and just because not a lot of people seeing it doesn't mean it's not good. That French guy was putting out, he has he has 40 other beats out on, yeah. a, on his playlist and that doesn't mean they're not good. It's just that I put my skill on it and we made something even like, I think music is meant to be made together, but that's another story. But... <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, no, and like that, I think that does say something too because... It was out there for however long, and he made all these other tracks. But like you, like the artist that you were, whatever you heard in your head, could that have been somebody else? Maybe, but I don't know. Like it's like that clicked with you, and you were able to make the song that it was. Like that's interesting too.
1: Exactly, but th- and, and just putting it on putting it on yourself. Like I think that a better goal would be instead of like ten thousand subscribers or ten thousand listeners, that you say like, okay, I'm going to put out ten songs in these next three months. Like, that's a way oh. better goal. Because like, guess what? If you don't hit that goal, there's no one to blame but you.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And like, again, kind of back to your discipline with basketball. It's like, I'm going to go sing in the garage every night for a year, whatever it is. Or like, yeah, it, it's so tangible. It's something so directly on you.
1: Yeah, like facing your... And, and, and a lot of people probably don't think about it like that because these new ways to... These new ways to support yourself in this new age is like all based on other people's opinions. Like do they like you? Do they subscribe? Do they support you on all those fucking what what is that site that they can pay Patreon? Yeah, or like oh, or yeah. like or OnlyFans if you want to do shit like that. Like do they support Yeah. You? Um there was this girl I met that was doing OnlyFans and she was like getting nothing. And then quarantine happened and now she's making like $10,000 a month. Crazy. So like I I don't care what you're doing. if you're putting out content, you are going to get an audience. It's going back to the lottery tickets thing. Every piece of content you put out is a lottery ticket. You're not gonna win the lottery if you don't have any tickets.
0: you know what I'm saying dude that that really hits me hard like that that is the best simple advice
1: damn and this is and i'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. This is not me like my brother is the one who talks to me about all this shit. Like, he's the one who's still, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I am, I have this mentality because my brother is, the like, he's, like, the most straight-laced guy, like, why are you giving a fuck about what other people think? Like, why don't you put out a bunch of content and see what happens? Like, when, (laughs) when he, (laughs) when I was telling him about the success of Stuck in the Middle, he was just like, okay, when's the next song? Like, there's not, Ah. he doesn't really care about what other people are doing or, like, whatever. Like, he thinks, he wants me to say, um... Uh, to stay as self-driven as possible, and he's younger than me that's the crazy part like (laughs)
0: like dude shouts to him that's so cool
1: yeah like all these things i've said to you have come through him so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little bit of credit because i use them but like yeah he's he's the guy he's he he goes through the trenches too right now he's living with my dad working on like the family business in washington um damn which is also hard in its own way because he doesn't have his own place and he's 23. Um, So it's like, you got to go through the trenches in that way. Um, Damn.
0: Yeah. That's so cool though. That's so damn cool. Uh, We, we hit our hour, man. I, I, it flew by. I was so in that story. Yeah, man. I mean, if you got any
1: other questions, like I'm happy to ask any questions like this. No, I, I I
0: think like that, that said a lot of it. Like, I really wanted to hear your genuine story. And you're such a good storyteller that I didn't have to ask too many questions. Like you guided it so well. Like I was just in.
1: Okay, good. Because I thought I did. I thought I was like, man, I'm trying not to miss any part of this. Because this is my first time doing it. I'm going to try to explain everything that I got, especially for the first time that someone asked me to do a podcast, which I know you guys have like, I know you guys have to hit your hour, like 90 minutes or whatever it is to get an episode.
0: Dude, no, that that's I'm honored. This is your first. This is your first podcast as the guest.
1: Um, I think for, for music, yeah, for like reality Yo. TV show, no, but yeah, for that's music, yeah,
0: awesome. As Ty Verdes, yeah, this as Ty Verdes, yeah, there you
1: go. You got the Ty Verdes, the first Ty Verdes podcast.
0: Let's fucking go. I, I'm truly honored. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah, that's man. so sick, and yeah, like again, like. Maybe we come back and do something after some more music is dropped, but I am so happy with this conversation and just like painting the picture of this moment, like we were talking about. Like, this is just this little time capsule.
1: Yeah, man. I, and this is what I'm going to do. I hope I hope the listeners get jealous. I'm going to send uh, you my next single for you to listen to because it's already done.
0: Please. Yeah.
1: yeah Dude. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, and also, uh, where can anybody find you? Like, where do you want people to pay attention to you next? If they're listening to this, what's the best place to follow you? Where should they Where should they pay attention to you at?
1: Listen, I got a bunch of lottery tickets out there. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I got yes. Tai Verdes on everything. If you just go T A I Verdes V E R D E S, uh, I'm cool. on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, YouTube. Like, you're out there. I'm you're out, doing it.
0: I'm out there. Spotify, obviously.
1: Spotify, obviously. Apple Damn. music, obviously, all these, oh, yeah all these actually things, yeah, Soundcloud, all that stuff,
0: dope, dude. All right. I'm ending it here. Thank you so much,
1: no problem, man. Like hit me up in uh, in like two months or something. we'll we'll see where I'm at,
0: yo, let's go. I love that. <laughs> So there you have it. Ty's story, at least up until now, who knows what happens next when he starts dropping more music. But that's that's it up until now. I really hope you liked it. Again, if you did, please share it with a friend. That's the biggest favor that you can do for me. It helps the podcast grow. It helps me get more guests like him on it. And it means the world. Go check him out. Like he said, Ty Verdes, find it everywhere. T-A-I-V-E-R-D-E-S. If you want to go above and beyond, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. That is becoming more and more relevant and more and more helpful. So all you have to do is click that subscribe button and it really helps. Helps me with like the ranking algorithms and all that good stuff. There you have it. I'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you for listening.